Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Okay, so I know you and I joke about all the time how we were child brides and got married super young. (laughs) I mean, just to clarify, I was... You were over 18. (laughs) I was over 18. And I was not like married off to some (laughs) rando. But yes, we were... I look back now and I don't necessarily feel like I look like a child because at the time it was in fashion for women to dress like corporate. And so Mm -hmm. I actually look older then than Mm -hmm. I do now, in my opinion. But Jared looks like a baby. Yeah. But uh, so what brought this up was, so my friend Maddie just got engaged. Congrats, Maddie, if you're listening. Mm -hmm. And she's even a little bit older than me. And so she's getting married well into her like mid thirties. Go her, really. Go her, right? With like, she has a great career. He has a great career. They don't have any kids. Like, it's just... And I'm going to be invited to the wedding and I'm going to be participating in some of the things. So I'm really excited to see a mid to upper 30s wedding oh, it's versus be- all of the ones I went to. Fucking amazing. <laughs> I will say, I'm going to guess there's probably still going to be the drinking and the dancing, but it's going to be on a much classier, much classier dance floor. There's going to be like an actual cocktail hour and like, yeah, yeah. not just get yeah. plastered. Yeah, like my entire wedding party. Fucking gorgeous. Oh, I'm it's sure. Literally four carrots. I just you told me you told me this and I was like, <laughs> what and why? But mm-hmm. she did <laughs> you did provide visual proof. And I yeah. have to say, yeah, this is such an unfair advantage for you can be short. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Even really your weight, honestly, nope. but your literal finger size makes such a difference in yep. how the carrots of the ring, because she, Maddie is thinner than I am, but her ring size is about the same. And I was like, yeah. what do you mean she's going to And she's carrots? about our same height. She's right. a, t- like a tiny bit right. taller. Right. But I was like, what do you mean she's getting a four carrot? But then you showed me a picture and I was like, 
Oh, I don't yeah. think honestly, in my opinion, she, Oh, what is she? A nine, a 10, yeah. nine, nine. In my opinion, she does not need a four by any means. I think it looks I think in terms of scale, I think like, it's like technically a 3.76 or 3.86. Okay. But I think like, like that, but. scale wise, she could get away with a three or three and a half if she wanted a big impact without it needing to be this mm-hmm. freaking no, massive. It's, it's gorgeous. It's emerald cut solitaire diamond it's it's lab grown it's stunning emerald was one of the cuts that I considered when I so we treated ourselves I treated myself question mark we treated me to celebrate our 10 year I got a new ring and it's a teardrop pear cut whatever you want to call it and I looked at emerald as well and I tried on emerald multiple times because like every time I look at it on someone else or over here it's stunning but on me it's not, it doesn't look good. I'm a rounded shape person, not a sure. sharp angle person. No, this is a legitimate question. Is pear just mean it's pear versus teardrop? Is it literally just the direction you put it on your finger? Maybe. Because like teardrop would be the tear oh, going yeah. down so and pear would be like like a bottom. Pear. But you do wear it like a pear. And I My think it looks better up. like a pear. Mm-hmm. Bottoms up. <laughs> Bottom towards your hand. The heavy uh-huh. part towards your hand. Toward yeah, your, towards toward your palm. Yes, you're yeah. correct. <laughs> yeah. But is it actually the same shape? Like, yeah, I, th- I think it is. Let me Google. Let me Google. I really think it is. Is pear and teardrop the same? <laughs> My Google's going to be like, what? Yes, there, a pear shaped diamond is also something. Okay, it's literally just the direction shape. you're wearing it. It has yeah, to be. Yeah, it says. Because in its the prettiest shape, it looks like a teardrop with a rounded side and a pointed side. For the most traditional pear-shaped diamonds, you look for a different length to width ratio. So much longer shaped stones will look too narrow. Mine is not long. Mine is like a perfect teardrop, honestly, but I just wear it bottom up. Bottom bottom, bottom towards your body? (laughs) (laughs) Any jewel experts. Obviously, this is not us. I am honestly so... Envious. I had a friend get married one or two years ago, and it was definitely that more like fancy. I will say it ended earlier than I would have liked. I I do miss the like the wedding, wedding or the, the marriage. Di- <laughs> <laughs> the wedding. <laughs> I do miss like when we were younger that weddings just like they last. It was like a, a party all day with your well, and an after friends. party. Did you go to after parties at some uh, friends? Wedding? No, they just all of them had venues where we could just linger for absurd uh, amounts of time. And I get that some venues you literally just can't do that. Mm-hmm. No, but I only have probably two chances left, and I don't know if they'll get married at this point. Yeah, I think I only have. I have two for sure's. Oh, one I mean, you have three. If I think about my cousin, one will yeah. maybe eventually, but he might elope, honestly, at this point. The yeah. other two, mm, I might not I get love me a wedding. We are a wedding couple. I will party <laughs> all night long. I will go to the after party. I will be the first one on the dance floor. If you need someone to start the dance party at your next event, invite me. Oh, that reminds me. I did go to one last holiday season. And it was freaking incredible because we danced so long 
and it was the first like winter wedding I'd ever been to for oh, some reason. Yeah. yeah. And then the florals were out of this world. Oh, stunning. Yes. I went to a late October wedding a couple of years ago and I wore velvet dress and it was so great. And the florals were great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I need to convince Maddie to do a late fall, but she's in California anyway, so it won't really feel the same, but it'll be fine. All right. Well, I could chat weddings and rings all day long because it's my favorite, um, but I want to talk about how y'all are going to conquer the freaking world in 2023 and how we can set you up for success to do that. Um, it is our one of my most favorite times of year. It is like tweak and repeat season. It's audit season. And I know like audit doesn't sound like the sexiest thing to do, but it is quite literally one of my most favorite things to do. So we want to go over some strategies that we've utilized over the last couple of years to have an effective audit because there is a an effective way to do this to actually take the most advantage of it. And some questions you can ask yourself on areas for tweaking next year so that you can actually, you know, reach those goals that you say that you want to reach. Yeah. And this doesn't necessarily have to be your final iteration, but we want to start now because especially in the service-based world, making some of these decisions in advance and even selling yep. into your- I thought you guys are already having conversations about January projects. Right. So you so need to be You need to be thinking this about this stuff. And then if you continue to make changes into the new year, totally fine, but you need mm-hmm. to be addressing enough of what's going to be different now yep. so that you can have effective conversations. Because yep. uh, when's the best time to let your clients know that you're raising their prices? In January. In January. So let's fucking do it. Yeah. I, you know, you can hint that it's coming in December, but like they're in some ways expecting it. And so you need to be setting yourself up for success. But before we dig too much into pricing changes or offer changes, I want to talk about setting some financial goals, goal, Mm -hmm. a goal for going into 2023. Yep. Yep. So what we talk about all the time is working backwards and you can only know how to work backwards if you know what you're going towards. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you have to set that first. You have to set this first. And so here's a couple of quick reminders. One, I want to dispel any sense of urgency. So you do not need to be running hard, fast, quick, urgently at all toward nope. any... Nope major financial increase. Nope. You know, if we want to just kind of set the bar and keep things relatively the same, then I would look at your cost of living changes in your area and adjust for that, but not necessarily push yourself to go much above and beyond that. Now, we've talked about in the past if your business is below 250,000, you know, and you're just getting into your first 50K, your first 100,000, that you can, in those earlier stages of business, have years where you make a goal to double, where you're like, I'm going to go from 100K to 200K. Great. I'm here for it. I'm supportive of it. I absolutely think that's possible for you. When you start making 500,000 or more, a million or more, even 250, even 250, even 250, you going from saying, I'm going to make 250 to 500, that is a much bigger leap. Yep. It's a yep. much bigger leap. And here's the part that people aren't talking about or thinking about. The leap 
isn't really the actual problem, right? Like you could work with twice as many clients or you could double your rates and you could maybe reach that goal. 100%. If that's all it took for you to do that, that could happen. But that's not all that it takes. There's capacity that is literally impossible for you to maintain by yourself. So therefore you need to hire. So there's delegation, there's more expenses, there's different softwares and tools needed to manage a team that's required to get you to 500K. So then the overhead changes, your time, your capacity then drastically goes down with every new team member that you hire. So it's not a, if this, then that. At all. It ends at 200, 250,000. That ends. So you have to start to take into account if you're running a half a million dollar business, what else is going to change about your day to day that's going to affect you reaching that half a million dollars? Right. And so I want to focus on one financial goal, but like what feeds into you creating that can be a variety of things. Yep. So, but here's what I want to say before we talk about what feeds into it. This is the last thing I'm going to say. I will remind you all that a goal isn't an idea. No. It's not an idea. It's what you want to achieve. It is a yes, no, this happened or did not happen. It's a clear yes, no. It is not conceptual. It is not an idea. It is not this dream fantasy world of would be nice. It's what do you want to happen? So get real clear on that. Yeah. So I want this number to comprise of what you need financially to accomplish the lifestyle changes you want to make personally and the operational changes you want to make internally. Because I would start with you. It's going to be the easiest thing to start with you. And if you don't want to make massive tweaks to your team or operations, then this may be the only thing you need to look at. But I'm going to guess for most of you, you're going to need to do a little bit of both. But let's start with you. What lifestyle change are you after in the next year? I do not want you thinking massively down the road. Not that you can't set yourself up for future success. Like you could say, well, I want to save more this year because in the next five years, I want to do blah, blah, blah. But we're not trying to go for the You don't have to buy the beach house and the Porsche and the kitchen remodel in the same year. Right. So like, is the kitchen remodel in the next year? If it's not, then like, if we're, we can save a little for it. Sure. But like, what are we tangibly doing differently in the next 12 months? Are you going to need to change childcare? Are you going to be moving? Are you going to be making some sort of big investment, whether it's a car or a remodel? You're going to hire like a personal assistant, housekeeper, meal planner. What are you doing? Yeah. And then what sort of... Those aren't the goals, by the way. No. Those are questions to ask yourself. Those are questions to ask yourself so you can work backwards on (laughs) Mm -hmm. it. And then what sort of like small tweaks or changes do you want to make to your personal lifestyle? Like, This can be little things. It can be, do I want to up my budget for clothing? Do I want to start getting facials or massages? I'm not saying you need a massive list, guys. Like, don't make out this that you need to overhaul your whole lifestyle. I'm talking like, one year my whole list was like, I want to like absolutely not feel guilty about monthly massages, monthly facials, and then I want to join a workout studio again. That's it. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? 
I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. Okay, so then with that information in mind, you need to build out what does that cost you? And so, you know, we might, for that situation, it could have been the difference of 500 a month Uh in take-home pay and then a cost of living adjustment. So you need to account for both, especially in a year when it is a bit higher than normal. So for you to just maintain the same lifestyle, right? Right, right. And so we're going to look at those differences and then come up with what is the take-home pay you're aiming for personally, and then know based on your margins what your 
financial goal needs to be. Now, some of that we tend to, with our clients, naturally build in those operating expenses and those operating changes when we want to change our personal income. But if you plan to hire someone for sure in the next three to six months, I would be really critically looking at your operational expenses to know what it is you need to have the right savings in place. So you mm-hmm. feel really mm-hmm. confident about making that decision, mm-hmm. but also and a contractor versus employee are different savings goals. Absolutely. And then what would you need to sustain their income and your income inside of that? So if you want help walking through the very specifics of all of this, the incubator is where you need to be. For that. where we make that happen. Um, yeah. But for you guys, you can work backwards and come up with a financial goal going into next year. I would say like a conservative growth, but beating inflation could be like 10 to 12%. Going after like strategic growth, but like not feeling crazy pressure, Mm -hmm. like 15, Mm -hmm. 20. Yeah. Yeah. Much above that, it is going to get intense. Yes. Yes. So once you identify what the growth goal is, you need to identify, okay, what's the gap then? Based on what you made last year and what you want to make in the future, what is the actual gap? How much money is the difference? Yeah. The financial. So that you can then play a little, little moving and grooving on the math game, right? If we increase the offer, here's what that would look like. If we come up with a new offer, here's what that could look like. If we right insert any scenario that happened for you this year, these are not new scenarios. What happened for you this year? If we ramp up one area, how does that actually affect that gap? Yeah, it's really easy to get overwhelmed by the total amount. But when you mm-hmm. break down the gap, you have a better understanding of what you need to change or do differently. And for some of you, the change could be just pricing. Like you could potentially up your price by 15 or 20% and roll into next year with the plan to have, book the same number of clients. But for some of you, you're going to hit some sort of ceiling where that either won't make sense or you are concerned about having new leads at that price point. And so you want to build something outside of this. Now, here's the thing. People get really slap happy and overly excited about creating something new because it feels fun and it feels indifferent. And I get it. But for this I want you to be incredibly strategic. Like if we're talking about filling the gap, you know, I don't always think adding a new offer is a good idea. However, you might look at, is there an on-ramp or off-ramp offer to something you're already doing that would appeal to the same person? One of my life hacks right now for service providers is to get paid to do the assessment to figure out what they really need. And I know that sounds ridiculous. You're like, how or why? (laughs) (laughs) But there's no reason you can't have some sort of like upfront consultation or playbook or or something of that audit. Right. And you get paid for that service. And then you're going to be able to better see the holes and gaps and then upsell them into your more signature level service. 
Yep. What we're not saying is, okay, I have a gap of X amount of money. That means I come up with a new product. It's priced at this, and this is how many I need to sell it. What I want you to look at is first go through your price adjustment, right? And if we need to do that price audit together to figure out where you should be landing, great. If you're recognizing that it's going to need to be a little bit more than just a pricing adjustment, then you need to, this is where the tweak and repeat comes. You need to reflect back on this year. And I hope you kept good records, but like you might need to spend a few hours, literally a day, (laughs) really digging through your receipts and figuring out this information. How many leads did you actually talk to this year? Where did those leads come from? What was the highest converting channel for those leads? Of those leads, how many booked a discovery call? Of those discovery calls, how many booked into an actual paying offer? How many became a paying client? How many pitches did you send out versus how many signed and paid? I need you to know all of that data so you can begin to look and see where's my area of biggest opportunity. If I pour more energy into this part right here, it could get me how many more clients or higher paying clients or introductions or whatever it might be, right? Maybe your conversion rate on your your pitches is stellar and you just need more conversations with ideal clients. Okay, now we need to back up and look at networking, connections, discovery calls, right? Maybe it's the other way around and we need to work on, okay, you maybe hopped on the phone with a lot of potential clients, but they didn't book. Were they the right people? Was your pitch right? Was the price right? Was the offer right? There's a lot of auditing we can do right there. But I want you to really look at the strategies that you did this year to see which ones you can refine, eliminate, repeat, et cetera, to turn up the notch for next year. Yeah. Cause my thing with all of this is so much of the time I see people like jumping to conclusions, like <laughs> my yeah. favorite, my favorite, because it's so annoying, but my favorite, <laughs> is my when, favorite, least favorite, <laughs> my favorite is when I see clients, they know the gap, right. And then they enter, they create some kind of spreadsheet where they're like, here's what I need to make in a month. And then they mm-hmm. arbitrary, arbitrarily mm-hmm. insert their list of services and then a number so that it equals the right amount at the bottom. Mm-hmm. But there is absolutely no consideration as to what timing that would require if they have the right capacity to offer that in that same time period. The working backwards on how many discovery calls you need to have in order to land those number of clients, if that's even doable, and how if it's more discovery calls, how many more? And is it reasonable for you to even achieve that? Because if you work backwards and you're like, I need to double the amount of discovery calls in the next year for some of our clients, no problem. Other clients that would be massively destructive to them. Yeah. Yeah. And this is a totally, it's dependent on you and your individual situation. I can't just say, Oh, I wouldn't do it. If you have to double your discovery calls, some of you, it's not going to be an issue truly. And others of you, you're like, my leads have gone down. They're a quarter of what they were this time last year. Okay, Mm -hmm. then we can't be relying on you needing more leads to hit your income goals. Right, right, right. There's like so many cause and effects. We can't just like, oh, come up with a beautiful number and then be like, oh, no problem. We're just going to do this and that's it. Mm -hmm. We have to work backwards on if that's the situation we move forward with, what are all the other things that are going to change? And is that even possible? Yes, yes. 
Yes. I think that's the checks and balance that a lot of people don't do at all. And it's the most glaring one when service providers start to tease offering a lower price um, non-one-on-one offer. Don't even go there, girl. I mean, we will because we need to. It's so triggering. It's so triggering. Okay. So what episode do they need to go back and listen to? Oh, 580. 580. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you are at all considering adding a digital offer or a one-to-many offer, pause this, listen to 580 and come back. Okay. But I will say, I need you to remember that a lot of times your ideas, while valid and exciting and things to consider, many times our ideas are literally our brains creating completely alternative realities in totally different businesses that don't currently exist. And we consider them other products or other offers we could have inside our existing business. But if you don't have the pipeline to sell it to, what are you going to do? Because my concern is a digital offer requires, or it only converts on a very good month, 1%. Mm-hmm. of the traffic that it gets. And we're saying traffic. So like mm-hmm. you could have an audience of a million, but mm-hmm. if you can only get 10,000 people to your website yeah, and some of you are like 10,000, bah, a right, million right. audience. <laughs> bah. That's not a thing. Okay. So like if you can only convert 1% of the traffic that actually lands mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. you have to consider how that flows. Like on the service side, you guys literally might be able to have two discovery calls, three discovery calls in a month and be fine financially on the services side. But on the digital side, you may need thousands of individual sales to hit the same level of income. Do you remember, um, this is like bringing up a suppressed memory. Do you remember a couple of years ago, this is even before like the market was wild and what sure. it is right now. Sure. And this was when we were seeing higher conversions than 1%. These were two, three, 5% conversion years when like it was the glory days. And we did the math on one of our lower price products and not even just one product in general, but like our digital one to many business model as it was back in like 2018, 2019. Like, okay, in order for us to reach that goal, we need to add like 10,000 subscribers to our email list like every month or it was something ridiculous. And we like spit out the number and it was kind of the conversation where you're just having where it was like, if the idea is you have to increase your leads drastically just to reach the goal and we're already in a market where leads are less to come by, then then that's not realistic. That's not actually going to actually happen. So we lived in this world where it was like, oh shit, we need 10,000 new email subscribers every single month. A, we don't have the budget to make that happen. We'd have to spend so much money on advertising to get our opt-in in front of people. And I don't want to. Like, I, ju- I don't want to. I, that means I'm going to have to pay for those people, right? Not only pay to get them on my list, but I'm going to pay more per month for our email service provider to even house those people. And then we're going to have to email them and figure out different campaigns. And we're only converting them in this way. And it was just this entire strategy or way of achieving the goal that neither one of us wanted to do. So what did that mean? Okay. We need to adjust the offer. We need to adjust the price. We need to adjust the marketing strategy. Right. Well, just so you guys have a frame of reference, I know Emily mentioned the needing to grow by 10,000 a month. 
if we were to approach it the same way today, mm-hmm. our team, our low price offer, if we was to sustain our entire operations, we would need to sell 3,600 of them a month, which mm-hmm. means we would need to add over 36,000 new people to our email list every month at a minimum, Mm -hmm. at a Mm -hmm. minimum, because traffic is low. Traffic is, (laughs) so like click rate, click rate is what right now? Not half a percent. Half a percent. So if we're talking converting traffic, (laughs) all right. So if we convert 1% of a half a percent? (laughs) Literally. So if we need, you know, to convert 3,600 people and then that makes up I'm going to be super generous and that makes up a hundred, like you're converting 1% of the traffic. We need over 362,000 people to land on this site, which would mean we need 36 million people on our email list. Like what the <laughs> fuck? Like, like, That's literally impossible. I mean, it's impossible. I, for our, like, for our, our capacity, like, our tools, our resources, it's impossible. We could not survive no. on a digital no. offer. Like our business would go bankrupt. Mm-hmm. And mean, I'm not exaggerating. There's, I mean, part of us saying this isn't just because we want you to avoid pain. <laughs> but, but part of me saying this is we've also had to change our operational approach to things. Yep. Because our business couldn't sustain 100% on just digital offers. It right. couldn't. And right. so I don't want you thinking, well, they do it and it, it works no. out. Girl, no. you don't know we how much our business is serving a different team and different finances than you do. No, no, like no. there are absolutely businesses who can sustain on a more digital offer. It's still a premium price. Don't get it twisted. But they have like one assistant. Right. And their financial goals are different, which is great. That's not a problem. That's not the business we run. It's not the business we run. And so I don't want you trying to compare yourself to us or anyone else at all, because you don't know their personal financial needs or what it looks like behind the scenes. You just Mm -hmm. don't know. And so I want you again, focused on that goal. You've worked backwards on what you need financially. Now you've focused on the gap and you've understood exactly what you need to fill And then you've ran some scenarios. What Mm -hmm. would it look like to increase price? What would it look like to add an onboarding offer, an offboarding offer to the signature service I already do and run? What would I need to do to increase capacity by growing my team so that I have additional support so that I could take on more clients? And you've dove into the, what does that mean from a number of traffic sources and actual hits to your waitlist page or lead capture Mm -hmm. form versus how many people do you actually need to fill it out? How many discovery calls do you need to have? How many sales calls do you need to have? Once you've worked backwards on all those scenarios, there should be one that you're like, well, yes, I could technically do all of these things, but this is really the, there's going to be something that's shining for you. Mm -hmm. It's the only one that's really plausible given all of your circumstances you know? And so I need you to be honest with yourself about what that looks like. And some of you may get to this point and you're like, this is technically the only plausible scenario to get me there. And I don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. And if that happens, you need to reassess the goal to begin with. Yep. Yeah. And reminder that you don't have to grow. Right. 
you don't. I know that there are, we're leaving a behavior in this industry. And I think we're like towards the tail end of kind of shaking it off of where it was required to be super transparent about how much money people were making every single month and every single year and what a launch did and what this did and that and the other. I'll remind you that service providers weren't sharing that info, that it was marketers who were sharing that info. And if we're surrounding ourselves with marketers, then we're going to be convinced that the only strategies that work are strategies that worked for them who had completely different business models, completely different business models and completely different goals. And the concept of growing year over year, especially doubling year over year is not realistic. It's not sustainable and it's not required for you to be a legitimate business owner. Are there things financial goals that you're probably still going to want to put in place? Are there foundations that you're going to want to build up to ramp up? Absolutely. And I think we all can recognize that we're in a really interesting climate right now. And you maintaining is absolutely you doing your job. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I have several clients that they have a team, like they have three or four people on their team. And you know, they made it work for the last year and they limped through it a bit. And their only goal going into next year is to rebuild that margin to create a healthy and sustainable business. And they're not trying to add more team members. They're trying to better utilize the things they already have access to. And that's totally fine. I'm not saying you can't go into it wanting to, to see growth. We have clients who went from $15,000 $15,000 months to $30,000 months. Mm-hmm. We've had clients who hit their first million dollar a year. Like we're here for all of it, but I just yeah. want to dispel the pressure that it has to yeah. be this thing. It has yeah. to be this big thing. You guys have real life shit going on. Yeah. Real life shit. If you yeah. looked at the last six months of our lives personally, oh, Atlanta. I can't even describe the level of disruption it has caused to our lives. I don't want to repeat this year. I'm good. I'm good. I'm ready. This year was harder for me than 2020. Oh, by a lot. <laughs> by Not a- just business wise, like personal. personally, personally. And you know, the incredible thing is we built a culture mm-hmm. that really allowed us to prioritize those things. And in the grand scheme of things, our business was not as financially as affected as it easily, easily could have been mm-hmm. because we worked so damn hard to like put things in place that other people could have each other's backs. But dang, I can't ignore the fact that some of you will face or have faced you mm-hmm. know, a health crisis or a pregnancy or a job loss, even if it's not you, someone else mm-hmm. in your household that makes a massive effect on you personally. And you have to take care of you too, boo. Like, so I want to go into this with you feeling less pressure Mm -hmm. than maybe you've ever Mm -hmm. felt before and empowered that you have the plan, you have the roadmap, you know exactly what it's going to take. And you don't have to get there day one. Like even yeah. if your goal is to build, like most of the time when someone looks at a financial goal and sees the gap and all these things, they're looking at it as if they're spreading that out over the entire year completely the same. 
And in reality, that's not how it's actually going to come to fruition. You're going to edge on that gap a little bit at a time. And those first couple of months, you're not going to hit it mm-hmm. more than likely. Mm-hmm. And that's 100% okay because yep. you're making progress. And I just need you to stop being so worried about, you know, overnight, <laughs> you're right. going to just like right increase your leads or change your sales process or add in another service. Like, you know, in the last six months, Emily and I have rolled out several new services. And initially, we weren't even marketing them, like literally at all. Like they were not on our social. They were not on our website. They did not exist mm-hmm. to the public. But we were doing things to make sure we could test things from behind the scenes. We were testing different price points. We were testing our internal process. We were trying to understand what our team's capacity looked like if they were doing different types of tasks. We had to change. Like anytime you add a new offer, you have to build systems that didn't exist before. So the first time you do that client project, it's going to take longer. It could take five times longer to complete that one project than it does the next time you do it which yeah. sounds insane but you're building the car while you're driving it. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Well, you should be. You might not be, but you should be. Well, you should <laughs> because it's a whole other conversation. That, correct. <laughs> well, I want to invite you. We are having a massive planning party with our incubator clients to plan out 2023 to ask these questions to look at the data that you bring after looking at 2022 and saying, okay, if this is the information it tells me, what do I do with it? What are some ideas to pull this lever? What if this happens? And we'll help be that sounding board for you. So if you're wanting to be in the room with other service-based business owners who are prioritizing life first, who are prioritizing growing a business in alignment with their goals, how they want to run their business, the capacity that they actually have and not seeking burnout just to reach the goal that you say that you want, then I want to chat with you. You just need to head to bossproject.com slash incubator. Incubator. Maybe. We'll see. (laughs) Go there and see what happens. Or send us a DM. Just message us over at Boss Project on Instagram. We can get the conversation started. I want to help you kind of get out of the weeds a little bit and zoom out from the big picture and look at what are all of your options so you can make choices that feel in alignment for you and reach the goals that you say that you want. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind-the-scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening.
Until next time.